0: This is Jeff Morton with Dr. Dina Dye. We are returning to Eden. Our podcast is all about returning to the nature, the heart, the very reality of the creator of the universe, and so we're trying to go back to understand his ways, and we're also trying to be active as we do it and involved in the kingdom of God, which is being birthed in this place. So we'd like to welcome you all to returning to Eden. Uh, We were actually going to schedule Rico Cortez, but... Uh, you know, Dina Dye's been extremely busy. I know Rico's busy as well. So we had a scheduling conflict. And, in fact, uh, when we were going to do the broadcast last Wednesday, the pre uh well, Dina's going to tell you about her week uh, and why it didn't happen for the most part because you've been pretty busy, Dina. How are you?
1: I'm well, a little frog in the throat. I have been sick for a few days probably because I'm overdoing it. Um, but other than that, yeah, things are things are just blowing up here, and we're going to share that. This we're kind of devote this show, this thirty minute session, on what's been going on, and I can explain better what I'm doing here with the On Fire Prayer Teams. Um, maybe I can ex- just explain it now so that I don't have to keep explaining it in every email I send. But uh, yeah, the the Lord uh, is doing great things.
0: hmm Amen. So, Zina, you've been – I mean, this all started for you back in February. Why don't you kind of clue the audience in? to Yeah,
1: so we'll we'll kind of run through the the process of what's been going on. Basically, back in February, I started watching my state go down under siege. The lawmakers were passing laws at a record pace, uh, just untenable laws, and the governor was totally on board. And I've been taking a Constitution course to refresh myself. Uh, Hillsdale College offers a Constitution 101. And so I, I'm doing this at the same time, and then I'm watching our government in action and seeing that we are not functioning anywhere close to what the founders of this country had designed. One of the things they had designed was, uh, you know, everything was checks and balances, and... Uh, in within the legislative body, they had divided it, of course into two parts: the House and the Senate and the idea was that the House would be close to the people, and the Senate would be maybe a little more of a deliberative body, but both bodies would be deliberative and in that that they would wrestle with making laws that they would debate and spend time and hash it out and consider the consequences and just take their time to figure out how to pass a law that would help all the folks. And I'm looking at that going, well, we're nowhere near this. we got a Senate and House in New Mexico that has rammed through over 300 bills that are not wow. our friends. Wow. Yeah. And I can't even go through them all. There were so many. But they upended the Electoral College. And And those of you who've been following me know that HB 51, the bill that would have made New Mexico the most... Uh, the the abortion capital of the world, which in a sense it already was, with the worst abortion bill. There were assisted suicide bills. They passed the largest tax increase in the history of New Mexico. They passed that stupid um, climate change law, which forces New Mexico by 2030 to eliminate all carbon which will destroy the oil and gas industry, close down the coal mines. The poorest state in the union and people will be out of jobs. I could go on and I'll spare you. But this got me into action. I I cannot sit here and just watch our state being completely destroyed. So I began writing letters and I began calling. And following up and calling and writing letters. And then I started posting on Facebook and I connected with various organizations who were in the front lines, the, the pro life organizations who went into the roundhouse and started talking with lawmakers. Now, a lot of people thanked me for my work, but the reality is those people did the work. They did the heavy lifting. I was just someone who could inspire and get people moving. But then things <clears throat> were moving and it just was shocking and they passed all kinds of uh restrictions on our second amendment rights and new mexico's uh constitution the right to bear arms is actually way has, has covers more ground than even the federal constitution does in, in terms of second amendment and i was just appalled and so even within that i noticed that our counties were passing uh, resolutions declaring themselves to be second amendment sanctuary counties and that was in response to all these these states and cities declaring themselves to be second, uh, to be declaring themselves to be sanctuary cities for illegals and i'm thinking this is insane so the counties one by one i think last count 28 counties out of 33 in new mexico and 29 sheriffs on board So i thought well my state my city is in the most liberal county in the state so maybe my city will go for this. So I wrote letters to the council, to the mayor, to the police chief, and asked them to declare our town to be a Second Amendment sanctuary town. And I got it on sort of on the agenda. The first meeting was just they wanted people to come and and just talk about what they thought about that. So I, I made a flyer. I went around to businesses. I called all the gun clubs. I contacted everyone I could in the town Um, And, of course, networking, one puts you in touch with another. And so there it it appeared it was going to be not on the agenda but as a public comment portion of the meeting. And Michael and I kind of arrived there a little late because I really wasn't expecting a whole lot. Uh, Oh, let me also mention I found four um, Facebook groups in our area, and I just went to town posting there as well. Anyways, we showed up. The parking lot was full. We didn't even have anywhere to park. And I'm going, what on earth just happened? And we walk into the meeting, and there are uh, over 130 people that showed up to that meeting. And I am just going, oh, my goodness. So uh, probably anywhere from 30 to 40 people spoke. Um, I wasn't able to get my name initially on the list, but when they were finished, uh, they asked if anyone else wanted to speak. And I had written out something to share, so I got up and shared my spiel. Michael said I got the largest applause line of the night. <laughs> it was great. Wow. I had the judge of the town come up and thank me for sharing and I tried to put it in sort of a cultural and historical perspective of what was going on. Anyways, uh two weeks later the town was going to meet to decide whether to pass the resolution. Well they were kind of frustrated the town council was because they only heard from one side so they put out the word that they wanted to hear from the other side so i was in florida at the time i'm going oh my gosh i so i went to town in florida you know calling and emailing and doing everything you guys, i said i'm sorry i'm not there but you gotta go to the meeting anyways ninety people showed up to that meeting and only three people had anything to say on the other side including one of our uh, house members and i wish i'd been there to refute him But they kept going on about how lawless this was and the violation of the law that just passed. And I would have just stood up and said, let's talk about sanctuary cities and lawlessness and violating federal (laughs) immigration law. Anyways, I wasn't there and and it got passed. Uh, The mayor was the deciding vote. So that all went on. And in the middle of all that, we did have a tremendous victory, HB 51, the the abortion bill. And uh, basically everyone I, I you know everyone showed up <laughs> for this one we needed six Democrat senators because it was at the final leg it was going you know had already gone through the house and all the committees et cetera, and that was on the floor of the Senate we needed six senators to come to our side and I was in Florida and I'm on the beach that night and the votes going to be the next day and I was sitting there staring up at the moon and all of a sudden this huge cloud came across the moon and I just, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, don't let the cloud cover the moon so we can't see the light of the moon. I mean, I, this is kind of going through my head. And then I, I thought, Lord, if, you know, just six senators to show the light, Lord, don't let it be five senators. I couldn't bear it if we lost by one, but let it be six. Anyways, the next day they voted and eight senators right. voted in our favor. And, it, you know, it went viral, national, everybody saw. It was A giant miracle. I can't even begin to tell you what a miracle this was. And again, people thank me, but honestly, I was just somebody who inspired. You know, thank God for you know the Catholic League of Bishops and the New Mexico Alliance and the uh, Abortion Free New Mexico. All these organizations. Those people did the heavy lifting, and I am very grateful to them so everything's just kinda I'm going in and then I some of you you know I did share in the last broadcast about Mar-a-Lago and in case any of you didn't hear that broadcast I'll just quickly I was invited to a um, what we call a pip is the American pro-israel PAC. and I was invited to go to a gala event at Mar-a Lago <laughs> the president's home and out of nowhere so my husband and I went down there and uh, it was really amazing. I I met just incredible people and touched base with people like pa- uh President Trump's personal pastor, you know, that's the kind of world we were moving in. But the goal was, you know, this APIP was just beginning. I mean, they had th- signed their papers in August, but now they are wanting to be a Judeo-Christian conservative pro-Israel PAC. It's, pure, you know, it's political, but they also were asking for prayer teams. So there's a lot of evangelical Christians involved in this, and wow. they tapped into the Jewish community in Palm Beach. So we had representatives from a conservative Jewish synagogue as well as the Orthodox synagogue these people are looking for a way out of a pack the um, basically the liberal pro-israel pack because they're so liberal and these conservative jews have nowhere to go so this thing is kind of formulated right at the right time and i feel like i could serve as a, a bridge to educate between the two communities and um, you know i have no idea where this is going to go but i i told them i would be kind of their boots on the ground in new mexico uh, as they build. So they're go- they're looking to get quality candidates who are on board. Uh, they need tons of money because a political pact does because they put the money into those candidates and uh, you know for those who can't handle the political thing I'm sorry that's the reason we're in the mess we are because we haven't elected good people to serve us, to represent us as leadership in Congress uh, federally and in, in our states so I see this as a very valuable thing so that that was all going on um, and then I came home (laughs) got sick (laughs) Uh, but uh, I talked with one of the leaders at APIP and I realized they were trying to go forward in the real world but they recognized that they need support in the quote unquote spiritual world they needed kingdom people supporting them and i uh, you can't you can't just operate you know in the sort of the uh, the real i don't even know how to put this you you've got to have that support behind you the prayer support if anything is going to happen and make a difference the two have to be integrated and really once you pray you need to get out and act so i thought well why don't i just send out a Facebook post and see if I can't get some people to join me with prayer and help, you know, certainly support APIP and and kind of whatever else comes along. And I put the prayer call out and was just shocked by the response. Never in my wildest dreams. And I have to say I was completely taken by surprise. I didn't have it organized. I can sit here today and say I have absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I had to just jump into action uh, with the Lord's help and try to pull put this thing together so it did, just didn't come undone at the seams because it was so unplanned and unorganized. So a bit by bit, um, what I realized is we needed to form prayer teams. I didn't want individuals praying all over the world. I mean, that's fine. Everybody pray every day. I wanted teams so that they could interact with one another and be accountable to one another and then that team can come together and pray. Well then I realized we needed some sort of organization on when the teams would pray. I didn't want them all, I mean there had to be something to connect this so I basically designated it by states. So for instance I gave California Monday and Texas Tuesday and Florida is Friday. So I divided up all the states And it's not like you can't pray every day at any time when you feel like it, but to know that your team and your state is praying on a certain day so that we are covering the whole week with prayer. So what I did, uh, a friend of mine here in Albuquerque rose to the occasion. She's the one that has helped me coordinate all this to send out the text because there's no way I could do all this. Basically, I send her a text of what we're going to pray for and she sends it on to everyone. And if you are interested in joining, you must form a team. If you don't want to form a team, you can just contact me and I'll put you in touch with a team that's already there. But again, the team thing was very important to me. So she's sending out the the text. And again, it it began with the idea that we needed to get behind APIP, Um and so there will be a lot of prayer going towards that. I know some in the leadership need prayer for healing. Uh there's been a lot of resistance, you know, anytime you try to start something, there's resistance, so they are experiencing resistance in areas of healing, uh, in financial areas, uh, certain other political areas, so we want to get behind them, because I I think this is a really important thing, of something in the real world that needs to be done to expand the kingdom. So, the... um, well, well, so, let's go. so each uh, each uh, state has its own day to prayer, and and again, just con- connect with me if you want to know more. So I ended up I I need a name now. <laughs> Praying, Lord, what do I call this? And so uh, I just felt like the name should be on fire. So I checked GoDaddy, and OnFirePrayer.com was available. Like yes, and. Uh, I just, uh, we're going to, we are building a website. A a friend of mine who helps me out is, is, that website should be up next week. And that, of course, will have more information. But again, you know, I've just asked for patience because this isn't what I expected. Right now, as of today, which is what, March 31st, we have 110 prayer teams in 36 states. Uh And we have six countries represented. Uh Now, I put together 62 prayer teams in one day. And I was just wiped out. So we're I think most of you know we're we're solidly in place. We still have fourteen states that I'd like to at least find one person. And if you go to my Facebook post you'll see the states that are missing. So um I haven't taken a breath here. Jeff, would you like to comment?
0: <laughs> um Wow. I mean, you know, if you folks are following my posts and my videos and everything that I'm screaming and yelling about, it's to get involved. I mean, to get involved. And, and I say this in particularly to the Torah-based community. I say this to the gospel-believing community. We've allowed the, the, the powers that be to kind of decimate our communities, and we have a real opportunity to get involved. And I think the biggest thing that I'm hearing here is that one person can do quite a bit.
1: Amen, you brother. have
0: to do it. And so, Dina, you know, I've been tracking you. I've been following you, of course, and uh, all the stuff that you're doing. And I find it rather remarkable that, uh, you know, this whole thing, I, I mean, here we are trying to teach a, a, a larger understanding of the scriptures, and then all of a sudden the father goes, bam, I need you to jump on board here because this is where I'm moving at. And folks, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the abortion industry is being challenged. Amen. Big time. Yeah. And it's about time. Amen. And I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps, Dean. as you can probably see. I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> just thinking that if you really want to be, more than just an anomaly in the scriptures, you have to get involved. You said, Dina, that John the Baptist and Messiah Yeshua or Jesus turned the political world upside down. And that has hung with me ever since you said it, because if you go back to any one of the biblical patriarchs, they were dealing with a political nightmare in order to bring representation in its fullness about what God was doing. It didn't matter whether you were talking about Adam, you were talking about Abraham, Noah, Joshua, Moses, all the way up to the disciples. We were all and they were all, I should say, fighting the status quo and the system that threw the kingdom of God and its principles under the bus. And of course, you and I both know that every reason that God did this is for the for the advancement of life and an internal life. And so as I sat here listening to you and thinking about all of the folks who, who have this understanding, and yet we kind of don't do anything with it other than, you know, dissertation, argument, frivolity, and social media, whatever the case may be. But to actually get involved with APIP, to actually get involved with uh, live action or save the storage or tear net, to actually get a pen and a paper out and write a letter to your elected officials. When we understand the power of people in this nation, or I should say when we reclaim the power of the people of this nation, then one person can make a huge difference. And if that one person becomes 100,000 people, Think of the difference you've just made. This is the message of what you're doing and how the Father has redirected you. And I know you're still doing teaching. You're still oh, going yeah. all over the places, doing. <laughs> how you doing on your books? I got people asking about your books. How's all that coming along? What I mean, do you ha- do you sleep?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, mostly I sleep very well. I am still working on my book. I have kind of created a schedule for myself. The book is pretty well formed it's I'm working um, chapter by chapter now I have five or six sections in each chapter and they are the research is there and the kind of the formulation is there I just have to write it so this whole week I devoted um, you know chapter one is basically almost done it it will, will need a fair bit of editing but that's my plan I think I can pull it off in two months to actually have the book written and then, of course, I've been doing. Uh, I've got a project. I'm doing my five-minute teaching called Kingdom Clips, and I yes. sent out the uh, promo video. But I think I'll probably get the first one up this week. I need to go to Amarillo because I'm filming a new series on, um, well, about the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. But uh, what, what we're doing that's so cool—we're uh, going to have me. So it's green screen background. We're going to have me in Germany sitting on the steps of the University of Berlin in black and white when I'm talking about the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And then we're going to switch that over to the steps of the Capitol in color when I'm talking about what's going on in the United States as a comparison between the two, what Bonhoeffer did and what what we can do. So I'm looking forward to that, but I need to get out there and do that filming. Um, And I also... (laughs) I'm trying to get scheduled in to do the audio book of uh, my second book, The Temple Revealed in the Garden. Needless to say, I'm a little on the busy side. But uh, as far as the prayer, you know, the hardest part for the prayer team formulation was probably this week. Because we've got everything kind of in place. And I have some great gals, you know, helping me out who will kind of take take the lead from me. Uh, I'll sort of oversee it as far as what prayers go out, et cetera, et cetera, but they're gonna do the you know the organizational grunt work of what's required, so that'll take uh, a bit of the burden off it you know it was a busy week um one of the things I posted on one of my many posts uh, and this will be on our prayer uh, on our on our website, but this just kind of came to me, and I just we, we talk we'll just kind of close out the program maybe with the uh, whole prayer concept. But I put prayer, the spark that ignited the unquenchable fire of freedom. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, this is a spark that will cause a fire to burn across the nation. And we talked about, you know, what's so important about prayer. And it's in that place when we approach God and we come face to face in which We are transformed into his image and in which we see and recognize and desire to be like him, to make our prayers be his prayers, Mm. back to him, if you know what I'm saying. That's the place where you're transformed and changed. Uh, You aren't when you're, you know, if you... I mean, we all, I, I don't want to guilt trip anyone, and honestly, sometimes I think, man, I, I'm, I don't even consider myself a prayer warrior, okay? I'm not one of those that knows how to just get on their face and labor in the trenches, and then I'm going, Lord, why me? I'm not even that good at it. I mean, I have friends that are just brilliant at, you know, prayer worrying. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the call, is to be changed and transformed when we stand before him to enable us to take his marching orders and go out and to prepare the ground and to fight the battle. We can't do it without being armed and ready. And being armed and ready means coming face-to-face and being changed. That's kind of the value I see in it.
0: You know, this whole transformation that took place in my life was the result of a single prayer where I got on my hands and knees and I asked the Lord to show me who he really was. And that began the transformation. And I've learned something about how the Father does things, Dina. He never does it exactly the way we expect him to do it or the way we want him to do it. He, he does it his way. <laughs> <laughs> Whether we're kicking and screaming, he does it his way. But the point being, we have a purpose, every one of us, and that is to be a light in the dark places. And I really believe that we have a golden opportunity to be a cohesive voice in unison with our Jewish brethren and sisters, with the Christian community, with the faith-based community. I think it's time for us to change the conversation, and I do believe that that requires prayer. I do, Folks, listen. Because we have sat by idol, they destroyed school prayer. Mm-hmm. Because we sat by idol, they instituted a an abortion law and changed the Constitution based on lies that were published in magazines in the 70s and the 80s, if because we sat by idle, all kinds of things to shred the principles of the gospel message and the Torah, the instructions of the kingdom of God, are being shredded in front of us because we are not, actively fighting this battle, and we have the best opportunity I can think of to get involved, and that means doing exactly what Dina Dye has done. I know for those of you locally, I would ask you to get involved with CareNet, Net uh, of Puget Sound. I've, I've joined their ranks, and I know several of you have. They did a fundraiser here, and they were $200,000 short. So they're looking for volunteers, they're looking for donations, and they're looking for people who really want to fight for the sanctity of a baby inside the womb. We have to do that because, believe it or not, Washington State was as far ahead of New Mexico in its hatred for life, if if I can put it that way, because babies were being killed here long before New Mexico, days before they were born. And I didn't know that. So, and I don't know if, and just to close out the program, I don't know if you've seen the video of Seattle done by Eric Johnson from Como News talking about the death of Seattle. Uh, this is not a homeless problem in Seattle. This is a drug problem. And they would foster the drug use, and then they would just pick up the dead bodies as they, as they die on the streets. And this is not the America that God created, folks. This is not the country that God created. So we ask you, we plead with you, we beg you. You are obligated to represent kingdom authority in this world. Dina, I don't have anything else.
1: Well, I probably could easily go on for another 30 minutes, but we won't. But again, I'm just showing you, you know, it's not about me. It's that the... You know, look, I spent how many years, 40 years, I've been studying, researching the scriptures, growing in, in my understanding, connecting, you know, ancient Israel to... Modern, if you will, uh, 40 years and then the last sort of 10 focused on the temple. And then out of no, seemingly nowhere, the God, the God, our father just turned my attention and basically said, here are your marching orders, which isn't to say I'm not still studying and growing in that dimension. But it was taking all of that that has been in me for all those years and showing people it can't just stay in you. It, you have to go out and represent the kingdom, and you can make a difference. You know, there's, you find that thing that that touches your heart, and you go, Care Net should never have been two hundred thousand dollars short, never.
0: There were hardly no pastors at their banquet, hardly well, not.
1: Shame on them. Yes. So we're going to have to lead the way. So I have, basically, again, you know, one person can make a difference. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. Yes, we live in this world. (laughs) It is a political world. We function in it. We have bad leaders. That's our fault. We have the system of government, one of the best on the planet ever, in which we could have our representatives who represent us, serve us in office, and we just abdicated our responsibility by not voting or doing whatever. So that has to change. But as far as, as far as the individuals go, here, here's my, <laughs> my, my three-pronged plan. You know, take care of yourself <laughs> physically, emotionally, spiritually, and you, there's so much stuff out there, I'm not even going to go there, but take care of yourself first. I
0: have some stuff, just contact right. me.
1: That's another show.
0: Go ahead.
1: Uh, secondly, you know, I, and I'm not expecting all of you to join a prayer team, but that is an option, but pray for our country. And it's not like this is the first time anyone's ever said that. They've been talking about this since the Great Awakening in the 1700s, for heaven's sakes. And then do something. Something. Even if it's just going and buying diapers for a uh, pro-life clinic. I mean, whatever. Do. Just do. Pray. Faith without works is dead. So that's all you have to do. And. That's all there is. If you want more information about the On Fire prayer teams, just email me, DrDianaDye at gmail.com, Facebook, message me, whatever. Send me a text if you have my phone number. And uh, I'm just really excited because this thing has taken off. And I know I also am, you know, fire. Spark hits, it explodes. And if it's not, if you don't keep putting wood on it, it dies off. And that will probably happen for some people. They're all excited, and they're going to get in there, and they're going to pray, and yahoo, and we're all together. But I'm talking to folks, this baby is for the long haul. This is till the kingdom come in its fullness on earth as it is in heaven. So I get that, um, but let's just go with it.
0: Well, folks, I'm going to end the show because I don't think Dana's ready to do that. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if you, you I mean, this is one of the beautiful things about Dr. Deanna Dye, and one of the reasons why I support her, promote her, and enjoy her friendship. So God bless you guys. This is Jeff Morton and Dr. Deanna Dye with Returning to Eden. We will see you next time. Shalom. Bye bye. Shalom.
1: Bye bye.